This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Doing all right today? Well, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm glad to be back with you to share from the Word of God. We're looking in the Gospel of Mark, and uh, I trust that there's been some blessing there for you. The last time we got together, we talked about monitoring the intake into your life. You don't have to listen to everything. Number one, you can pull down the shades of your mind, as the military man said, and get alone with your Lord anytime you want to. That's one thing. Another thing is that knob on the radio or TV does turn off, believe it or not. And you don't have to look at everything and listen to everything that is dished out in our world. You can be selective to the glory of God. Number three, when you do have a barrage of unwanted uh, audio input into your ears and your mind, it's possible to turn that over to the Lord Jesus Christ and he himself through the indwelling Holy Spirit screens it out and you bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What a gracious and wonderful Lord we have. Have you learned to relax with Jesus and turn things over to him? Oh, what a precious experience that is. That's what we call abiding in Christ. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. See, it's not a religious profession. It is a a position that you maintain vis-a-vis your Savior. You turn the control of your life over to him in the details of life. It's not just that you went forward sometime in a meeting or signed a card or lifted a hand or lit a candle or cast a faggot on a campfire. These are good actions. But what really counts is, do you turn things over to Jesus at 10 o'clock of a Thursday night or or, or 10 o'clock of a Tuesday morning or whatever it may be? The details of life under his control, there is where it counts. Well, the last time we got together, we talked about the verse that said, take heed what you hear. You can monitor and control the audio input into your life. Now, back to Mark 4, he said, take heed how? Or in, in Luke, I should say, eight eighteen, it says, take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. Now, the, the result is the same in both passages. If you, if you don't hear properly, whoever has something will will get more and who doesn't have will lose what he seems to have that's that's in both of the mark and luke passages but the verb is different or the uh, the expression is different one says take heed what and luke 8:18 says take heed how now you want to talk about that for a moment is there any difference in how you hear something oh of course have you ever come across a person who was prepared to be offended and you said something nice and uh, immediately the person bristled and said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Attitude makes a lot of difference. Isn't it true? Oh, yes. Yeah, especially people who are, who are in the academic world learn to ask questions. The thing that shook me up back in the early 1960s when I first came to the college was to discover that when I made a flat-out statement which was patently sincere so far as I was concerned, people would say, now, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, I meant what I said. (laughs) Yeah, well, you see, if you're trained professionally to ask questions about everything, well, then you do ask questions about everything. You can't blame the person who does that because that's a lifestyle with him or her. 
But uh, he says, take heed how you hear. The attitude with which you approach, number one, God's word. Number two, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And number three, the sounds that come to you from all around the world uh, that pile into your own consciousness. The attitude with which you approach all of this means a great deal and makes a great deal of difference. You want to think about that with me for a moment? How are you hearing, number one, God's voice? How are you hearing God's voice? The great complaint of God through the centuries has been, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Many a person doesn't really take to heart what God is saying. He or she listens, but nothing happens because it doesn't really make an impact. Well, we're all like naughty children. You know, you, all of you who are parents and grandparents have had the experience of uh, of calling Junior. Say, Junior, come here, and nothing happens. Then you raise your voice just a little bit. And you say, Junior, come here, and nothing happens. Well, then you put a little gravel in the tone and say, I said, come here. And then if nothing happens, you take him by the ear and you lead him to wherever you wanted him to be. That happened to me many a time when I was a boy, I know. One ear is still longer than the other as a result, <laughs> I think. Well, uh, attitude in, in listening means ever so much when you're dealing with God. He that hath ears to hear, let him really hear, Jesus said. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That means really hear, really pay attention and really do something about it. Well, of course, everything depends on whether you think the statement is important. You're driving along a certain street and uh, you see a column of smoke uh, there in the distance and you say to your companion, I think there must be a fire there. You drive a little closer and you say, well, that's in a residential neighborhood. It must be a home that's on fire. You come a little closer and you say, why, that's on our street. And you drive a little closer and you say, that's our house. And you dash up and immediately do all you can to save whatever is left of the, of the household and so on. Now, at what point? <laughs> that's an awful illustration, isn't it? It shakes you up even to think about it. At what point did you get concerned? Why, when it became of a personal, personal importance to you. See, the reason that we don't do much about what God says to us oftentimes is that we don't consider it important. I asked a man one time years ago, I asked him, why don't you tithe your income? You know that, that you owe to God 10% of what you make. He, he, was a, he was an old residenter of the town where I lived and was pastor. They called him Pop. Not my pop, but this this old man. Well, he thought a minute and he said, "Yes, he's no. I I know I owe it to God, but he said he isn't after his, me as much as my other creditors." <laughs> and he laughed and went away. A lot of people feel that way, you know. I know that's what God says, but there are other things that are more important, which is really an insult to Almighty God, isn't it? He's the one that made the world and that keeps you breathing. All he has to do to ruin you is look away from you, but you say there's other things more important. Well, that's the first thing. We really hear 
if we think something is important. Now, let me ask you then, beloved, how important is God's Word to you? I have to say that for some of you, you've got a dozen Bibles around the house, but every one of them has dusts, dust under the inside of the, of the cover. You haven't opened it for a long time. It's there. It's in evidence, but you don't feed on it. You don't listen to what God has to say to you. You don't have any precious uh, portion of the Word of God that you can share with somebody else that you got that very day, do you? Now, I'm not criticizing you. I know you're busy, and I know other things come in. And Some of you are busy homemakers. You haven't got a minute to yourself all day long from dawn till dark. Busy business people and all of that, and students, of course, are very busy. I know that. But it does come down to this, what do I, what do I consider really important? Because we do the things we think are important, don't we? Yes, we do. So he says, take heed how you hear. What's your attitude toward the Word of God? What's your attitude toward the promptings of the Holy Spirit? You know, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit of God dwells within you. And Jesus said, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he shall guide you into all truth and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So uh, the, the blessed Spirit of God who indwells the believer wants to guide you. And you can, if you'll listen, you can hear his promptings. You can hear his suggestions. And you can obey. How you hear will make a deal of difference in what happens in your life. And then, of course, there's the attitude toward unwanted audio input into your uh, life. What do you do about that? Take heed, he said, how you hear. Well, I told you the last time we got together about the man who said, I just pull down the shades of my mind and get alone with my Lord. It is possible, isn't it, to be all alone with your Lord in the midst of a very crowded or, or uh, uh, demanding or stress-filled situation. It's true. You can do it. But there are many times when you don't have time to call a little personal prayer meeting and the sound hits you, the word hits you, the expression hits you, the story hits you, the gossip hits you, and there it is. What are you going to do with it? Well, the only answer I know, beloved, is not to fight it and not to nurse it, but to to yield it to your blessed Lord Jesus Christ. As ye have yielded the members of your body's servants to unrighteousness, and the result was more iniquity. Even so now, Paul says, yield the members of your body's servants to righteousness, and the result will be holiness. The key word, of course, is yield, surrender. God has built surrender into your bones. You're going to give up to something inevitably. Whether it be yourself and your sin and the impact of the world around you, on one hand, or the blessed Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God and the will of God on the other. He says, surrender, give up. And oh, what a blessing it is, my dear friend, to give yourself over to to Jesus. Have you learned this? Oh, I think back in times when I felt the pressure of the world around me and in my own poor, miserable, sinful heart, uh, adding to the chaos, and then just to say, Lord Jesus, I'm your boy. Take control, take control of my mind, take control of my feelings. Take control of what I am listening to and remembering. Take control of the whole business. And as you surrender to him by faith, he takes care of monitoring the input. Praise the Lord for that. You know, there's a process, they tell me, by which if there's a noisy recording on tape, 
they can uh, take out the background noise. I don't know how they do it. I'm not smart enough to know these things. All I know is to press the button and start the recorder. But they tell me that there's a process where there's background noise that they can filter it out when they process the recording. Oh, that's wonderful. But you know, God has been doing that for all the centuries with which he's, in which he's been dealing with man. He, uh, graciously, by his Holy Spirit, filters out all the junk and background noise of the world, and you can hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. There's, a, there's an acute hearing that God gives to his uh, uh, furry creatures. Uh, we, have a, we have a Doberman that thinks he's people, and there can be all sorts of sounds and noises uh, in an ordinary household day, but if I speak his name in a soft tone, wherever he is, he hears and he comes. And, you know, God would train you and me to listen for his voice. Take heed how you hear. Ask God to tune your spiritual hearing to heaven's wavelength so that you hear from God and then obey him. Good idea? Yes, a very good idea. Dear Father, today, oh, wilt thou take control of how we hear the world around us as well, most importantly, as thy voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.